Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. This is Boston Loose Baseball, episode 94, Grant Paulson, Toby Altizer. Toby, last time we did a pod, I think it was right after the Nick Senzel news, a couple of the minor moves the Nats made, start of the offseason in early December-ish, and you and I said, well, we'll be back as soon as they do something in the coming days. And then they did nothing. They didn't add a human baseball player literally until this week at the major league level, but there's actually news to discuss, so it's good to talk to you again, Toby. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be talking about the Nationals. And I mean, I'm getting excited about this season. And all season kind of winds down. You start looking ahead to spring training and checking out the schedule. And I think pitchers and catchers report for the Nationals on Valentine's Day. So we're not that far away from that. And they signed Joey Gallo. So we got plenty to talk about. A guy that, I mean, he's a polarizing guy because this is a guy that wouldn't be in the league about 15 years ago. And now he's a guy that's going to team to team to team and signed for $5 million, and he has a sub-200 batting average. So, (laughs) a lot to talk about with Joey Gallo. Yeah, in a sport that has become largely about the three true outcomes, so much that they've tried to change the game by re-implementing the stolen base with crowbarred in rules and uh, creating athletes and helping to build runs, so to speak. Joey Gallo is the three true outcomes player. It's a home run, it's a walk, or it's a strikeout. He is, and, and this will sound somewhat disrespectful, I don't mean it that way, but he is a way less fun version of Kyle Schwarber. You know, he is a uh, very, very poor man's Kyle Schwarber, I guess, if you turn the faders down on the good things and the faders up on some of the bad things. But bottom line is, look, the Nats wanted left-handed power. They made that pretty clear throughout the offseason whenever Mike Rizzo spoke publicly, and they added left-handed power. Gallo is 30 years old. He has played in over 860 games and homered 198 times in a career that spans back to 2015. Uh, he struck out in 38% of plate appearances in his career to this point. The league average, by the way, is about 22.5% this past season. So it's a lot of strikeouts, but it's also a lot of walks. Uh, he has drawn walks 15% of the time in his plate appearances. Uh, 2023, the average was 8.5%. So He will get on base a little bit and draw walks. He is going to hit for more power than the Nats have over the last couple of seasons. You know, they hit 150 homers as a team last year. The Braves hit 307. They were desperate for pop. And they went and got a guy who hit 21 home runs last season, who's hit 40 a couple times in a row at one point in his career. You mentioned it. He's going to hit below 200. His career batting average is 197. He really hasn't flirted with getting over 200 here in several years. So you sign up for Joey Gallo, you're going to get the whole Joey Gallo experience. Yeah, so in his career, he has 521 base hits, and 215 of those are singles. 306 of those are extra base hits, 198 home runs. I mean, the guy either hits the home run, hits the long ball, walks, or he strikes out. Like you said, he's a three true outcomes, and it's funny you brought up Kyle Schwarber because to me that's exactly who you can look at, a less fun, less consistent hitter. But he's a, probably a better defender. He can play all three outfield positions. Last year at Minnesota, 
played all three outfield positions, and he can play first base. So I think that's going to be the interesting thing to navigate here, Grant. I think they've got guys who can play around the outfield. Maybe it's not the best outfield you'd love, but I think Jacob Young, if you need him to, can play center field still. If you wanted to move him over to left field if Victor Robles comes back, or whatever the case may be. Like I think they can fill the outfield. There's still no clear answer at first base. So maybe your guy at first base? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where they plug him in, or maybe he's kind of moving all over the place. Yeah, so he's played very little first base, uh, we should point out. I mean, he did play yeah. first base last season, to your point, and it seems like maybe they can use him there for sure. I think he's going to play left field. I think he's going to DH. He will play some first, presumably, no doubt about that, but I, I would not be surprised to see him in the outfield know a good bit remember that their outfield was so right-handed dominant right you're talking about lane thomas stone garrett uh guys like manessis robles jacob young alex cole um they needed a left-handed bat that can play the outfield to diversify a little bit and while the numbers have trended away from this in recent years i'm not telling you he's a plus defensive player by any means he does have an elite arm and his defensive abilities in the outfield, I think, have been probably underrated for much of his career. You're talking about 42 defensive runs saved, four outs above average, you know, 15 grade on the UZR. Uh, he has he done pretty well, I, I think, over the years. So I, I don't think, you know, he's a guy necessarily at left. Like, he'll make up for some of the range and other things with arm strength. I think you can throw him out there and, and it can be fine. Um, you mentioned first base. You know, it has not been graded as well there defensively, but it's not like first base has been a strength for them on defense, right? Yeah. I mean, you've had Manessis standing there. They've going back to Josh Bell. We've seen Voigt play over there. So uh, last year was a lot better with Dom Smith saving some errors. I, I don't know how much, unless C.J. Abrams takes big steps, though, you know, if you're still tapping into a young infield, if you're calling up, just as an example, you know, Brady House at some point or playing Lipscomb or some of these kids, I don't necessarily want a, a frying pan at first base who's not helping them out. I, I'd rather throw him out in the outfield, but who knows? I mean, when those guys get there at the end of the year, you know, he may not even still be on the team. If he gets off to a really fast start and he's hitting for power, maybe they jammer Candelario and, and he's a trade chip and you move him. You know, that's probably the dream scenario for a one-year deal at 5 million. If he gets off to a really bad start and it just doesn't go well, he's not hitting for much power and we know he's going to be hitting below 200 and he's striking out a lot. If he's striking out 42% of the time and he's not hitting for, you know, home runs, then maybe he goes the way of like a Dickerson or something. And he's not even on the team deeper into the season. It's, it's an amount of money that you don't have to continue to justify the expense by keeping him around. So there's a lot of different ways this can go, but I just think that it's a worthwhile addition when you, you are the, you were the worst power hitting team in baseball in the National League, second worst in Major League Baseball last year. Only the Guardians hit fewer home runs, and you are just completely lopsided toward the right-handed hitting. I think it actually made a lot of sense to to find someone like him who has maybe some upside to go on a little bit of a power surge and, and have a 25-27 homer season, something like that. Yeah, and it's not like it was that long ago that he was a pretty good hitter. It seems like it's been forever, right? I mean, if you think back, it's like, man, Joey Gallo with Texas at the end of his run, awesome. It seems like it's been forever ago, but that was just 2021. He ended up going to the Yankees late in that year, 
But before he left Texas that year, he was batting 223 and on base of 379, slug of 490. Now he's been down from those numbers since, but last year with the Twins, he had 440 slugs. So it looks like he got some of the slug back. The big thing is that on percentage. He's the one guy I generally like to value batting average more than the modern baseball guy. But at the same spot, you can't look at his batting average. You got to look at all base percentage, I think, for him is the big number. And last year it was at 301. You'd like to see that thing get back up to that 350 numbers because he needs to get on base with the walks and obviously the home runs, but he needs to be hitting home runs. He needs to be walking. And I think if he can get some of that, maybe it's something you could look to move to trade him. But I think you're hit dead on there, Grant, where, I mean, this is a guy that maybe you move on from, but they power so bad. So it's a worthwhile shot. And if it ends up, not working out, then it ends up not working out for five million dollars. It's worth a sh- it's worth a shot. Yeah, uh, look, they have also have to thread a needle too with in terms of guys that are willing to come play in Washington in a year where they're not competing, right? So you're not talking about the most sought after free agents. And let's be real, guys that don't cost any money. I mean, we, we joked on, on you know my DC show G and D on on the flagship. 106.7 The Fan about, we, we kind of threw a party that they essentially signed a human being. You know, how many times has Mike Rizzo potentially this offseason gone to the learners and said, hey, I'm working on this thing. What do you think? And they were like, nah, dog, that's a no for me. I mean, it, they have not been in the business of adding major league talent. Uh, the other part of this is that in getting him on a one-year deal, there is an option, I was told, a mutual option that's unlikely to be exercised probably in either direction, but certainly in the teams. I think you you get a one-year deal in place with him because they don't want to block their prospects, right? So from an outfield standpoint, ideally a year from now, James Wood is going to be on the opening day Major League roster. Dylan Cruz hopefully will be on the opening Major League uh, opening day roster. And so you'll, you know, if Lane Thomas is around, which presumably he would be, there's your starting outfield, right? Robert Hassel's not as high end or high level a prospect, but he could presumably be uh, on the opening day major league roster next year, which isn't even to talk about Jacob Young and some of the other guys that they have. So you didn't want to sign a multi-year deal with anyone or commit money into the future. You want your prospects to continue to be unblocked, which is a priority, which is something you and I have talked about with you know, the Rizzo plan, it seemed like this offseason, both in the infield and the outfield, you know, they it's twofold. One, I don't think the ownership wants to spend anything. It doesn't seem like. And two, if you're Rizzo, your priority is the kids and the system you're building anyway. So it marries together with nothing all that impactful or meaningful being spent or, or anybody really coming in here that you're committing to beyond this season. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big thing here is you don't want to block anybody. So you bring in like Joey Gallo, and even if he's playing somewhat well, it's a one-year contract, and if James Wood is ready to go, James Wood takes his spot. You know, and they can find somewhere else to play him sparingly, whatever the case may be. You know, if they, if Dylan Cruz and James Wood are both good to go, then maybe you just move on from Gallo entirely. Maybe you move him for a bag of chips if he's playing well enough that someone wants, or maybe you just completely move on from him. So... I like the idea that they're making these sorts of moves that are shrewd where, yeah, you can play him. Yeah, he can be someone that maybe you move on from. But at the same point, 
you're not blocking any of these guys. He's not going to be taking opportunities away from young guys. You still have to field a major league roster because I saw some people like, I necessarily love this move because it's going to take opportunities away. It's not. The priority is still definitely the young guys, and I think that's what the organization is for. That's why these sorts of moves are fine because you're not blocking the young guys. So I'm interested to see how he does this season, but the focus still is on the young guys. When can they get to the bigs? And when they're ready, they're going to get their opportunity. He's Toby Altizer. I'm Grant Paulson. It's busting loose baseball, actual Nats news to discuss. Joey Gallo coming over to Washington. Uh, Andrew Golden of the Post, tip of the cap to him. He's done a really nice job breaking news all offseason. He had the story on Tuesday afternoon, uh, and we've been – uh, discussing it as a fan base here ever since. All right, so let's play a little over under then. I'm going to set the total a uh, half home run before where he was last year below that at 20 and a half home runs for Joey Gallo this season in DC. Are you going over or under that total? I got to feel like he bounces back a little bit. So I'll take the over, but it won't be by much. I would say somewhere around that 23, 24, 25 homer. I'll go under. Uh, I just think there's more like possible outcomes, right? Maybe he gets traded before he gets there. Maybe it goes really badly and he's not on the team anymore. If he plays on the team all season and he plays in, I'm you know, I'm throwing out 140 some games or something, or you know, gets 500 plus at bats, then if, you know, he absolutely had better uh, be over 20 home runs or 19 and a half, 20 and a half home runs, whatever we're going to set it at, but. I'm not convinced necessarily that'll be the case. I'm still hopeful, obviously, that by the end of the season, a lot of those at-bats in the outfield are going to some of the aforementioned prospects. But Gallo added to the fold for the Nationals.